We're feeling good about the Colts, and I'm going to give you seven reasons why. Not six, not the promise six reasons why. Seven reasons why you should feel optimistic about the Colts against the Raiders this Sunday in Las Vegas. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Pacers. Pacers get after it tonight against the Denver Nuggets. They have won four of five, both the Pacers and the Nuggets have. Purdue, they got a win last night. They looked really good. They look like they've got a great balance of youth and experience, a lot of experience in a guy like Mason Gillis, who feels like he's been there for years and years and years and years. All that coming up on Breakfast with Kent. That's what this is, Breakfast with Kent, for Wednesday, November 9th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR, BUSR.com, slash Kent. Make an initial deposit. Sign up, make your initial deposit. BUSR is going to match it to 150% in free play, up to $2,500. How about that action? Subscribe, like, Ring the bell so you get an order. Every time we go live, we go live twice a day, 7 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon-ish. We don't hold ourselves to a time thing, a time constraint. When news happens, it breaks right here. All right, let's talk about sports. And remember, I'm going to tell you how you can win, and it's easy and fun to win a Jonathan Taylor autographed jersey. We'll do that after we talk about the Colts and reasons to be optimistic about them this coming Sunday. First of all, the Raiders suck worse than the Colts. The Raiders, in ESPN's power rankings, are ranked 28th in the NFL, the Colts 27th. Ho-ho! Who knew? You know, I every time I look at the power rankings, I think the Colts are going to be somewhere around 32nd, right? The way the national media talks about the Colts, you think somehow they suck hard. They don't. Not as hard as the Raiders, not as hard as the Steelers, not as hard as the Texans, who are always ranked 32nd. Not even close. All right. Uh, another reason. Jim Ursay has never hired a coach who finished his term with the Indianapolis Colts with a losing record. Jim Mora, very, very close at 32-32. and 32. They were 3-13, and 13-3. and three. Then they were 10-6. and six. Then they were 6-10. and 10. Then Jim Mora got fired because he refused to fire Vic Fangio as Bill Polian wanted to go in another direction defensively. So he winds up 32-32. and 32. Other than that, all winning records for the coach. Jim Irsay, you know what? People talk about Jim Irsay like he's some boob. I was on with Scott Farrell yesterday. Scott Farrell's great. Scott Farrell always makes me laugh. He's a wonderful guy to talk to about sports. Uh, a lot of people know him. He, he an Indiana University guy. And and Scott like straight asked me, is Jim Ursay an idiot? Well, no, he's not an idiot. The guy does a lot of things well. Is he an uncomfortable communicator? Yes. He's not stupid in any way, shape, or form. He understands some things, and Jeff Saturday is a guy that he believes is a potentially great leader for the Indianapolis Colts. And people are jumping all over Jim Ursay. I, I saw a video last night that was shared to me by a friend, and, and he was talking about how this was unfair to coaches who uh, have done time and, and toiled in coaching and deserve 
an opportunity to be a head coach because of the amount of time that they put in to become head coaches. This is not the way life works. That's not the way it works ever. Oh, let me check my resumes. Who has the most experience? I'm going to hire that person? Where does that happen ever? That doesn't happen. Jimmers say, hired the best leader. That that's Jeff Saturday in his belief, that's Jeff Saturday. It's subjective. The hiring process is subjective. That's life. The coaches with the Colts, the coaches around the NFL have, are going to have to get over it. The players with the Colts are going to have to climb on board and not see Gus Bradley as a guy who has passed over, John Fox as a guy who has passed over, or Ron Miles or Richard Smith or any of the other guys uh, who are, how about if Chris Strasser had been named I mean, he's in his late 50s. He's been around football forever and a day. You name Chris Strasser, a guy who could be out as soon as next week because they got to fire somebody on Monday, right? I mean, that's just the way this works. Like, Monday, who's gone today? Bye! You know, and you wish them well, and they're going to be fine because Jim Irsay gives away parting gifts with, with great generosity. Just ask Frank Reich, who walked out the door with a lot of Ursay cash. Nothing wrong happened. The Colts didn't do anything wrong. I feel terrible for these people who've been around coaching for so long. It's not the way it works. You out of your mind? Uh, Reich. Reich had, um, this is another reason for optimism. Reich had emotionally melted. And he could see that in the post-game media availability uh, as he tried to explain the loss last Sunday. This in Foxborough, my God, what a pathetic performance. And the truth is that the Colts have not competed at a high level consistently throughout a single game, not just throughout the season. They haven't played a good game, four quarters of a good game. The defense has competed, the offense is not. You got to bring somebody in who's going to lift that level of, I don't know whether it's hope or compliance, or competitiveness. Maybe it's all of those things. you got to lift that level, and Jeff Saturday is the guy that Jim Irsay believes is going to do it. Frank Reich could not. I mean, he was emotionally worn raw Sunday night, and it was sad to watch him, you know, accept. What Frank Reich has always been in talking to the media is forward-thinking. You know, we're going to look at the film, we're going to correct this, we're going to move on to next week. That's after every loss. Last week, it was, this starts with me. It's my responsibility. He was out the door. In his own mind, if it hadn't already been communicated with him by uh, Jim Irsay. Uh, Wright never appeared confident, right? He didn't have that swagger. Didn't have like what looked as he was on the sidelines, and, and this is purely subjective and purely observational, as he's on the sideline looking at the chart, calling the play, he kind of looked like, uh, well, geez, I hope this works. I'm not sure about this play. I, I don't think he communicated confidently in the moment with his team, and that's a problem. And it was a problem last year in Hard Knocks. Quentin Nelson kind of barking at Frank Wright, can we just can we call a straight run? I, you, you don't want that kind of thing as a head coach. But that 
I'm, I'll tell you one thing about Jeff Saturday is he's going to look like a confident man on Sunday. In his players, in his coaches, in the game plan, everything Sunday is going to be about that guy communicating confidence to his roster. Uh, comfort is uh, contentment. Saturday is going to be a disruptor of comfort. That's why he's here. They're not going to be comfortable. He is going to hold people accountable in a way that makes them uncomfortable. In that discomfort, they're going to find competitiveness. The defense is untouched. That's another reason for optimism. They are playing good football. They are stopping good offensive teams from moving the football. That should continue in Las Vegas unless this has a deleterious effect on them. Like if, if DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart are pissed off that Frank Reich's out and Jeff Saturday's in, and Jeff Saturday, beginning today, can't get those guys on board, you got a problem. Uh, that's not a reason for optimism. And I think those guys are going to be on board. I think Jeff Saturday is going to get that done. I think he's the kind of guy who can and will. The key to getting the roster to buy in, I think, is Reggie Wayne. I think that's the key. This roster, for whatever reason, the locker room has been, there's a fissure in that locker room, and I don't know the cause. Jeff Saturday and Reggie Wayne have got to fix it. And if they can do that, Colts are going to be in good shape on Sunday. And I think they are going to be in good shape on Sunday. After all, it's Optimism Wednesday, right? We see through rosy, rose-colored glasses. We're looking through the correct end. Uh, of the uh, of the the little thing, what do you call those things? You look through and all the little. I don't know what it's called. It doesn't matter. What matters is the Colts are going to be competitive on Sunday, because that's what Jeff Saturday was brought here to do, and that's what he's going to do. Uh, you know, I mentioned Mike Matheny yesterday as a parallel to Jeff Saturday in that he was hired by the Cardinals with no managerial experience whatsoever except running his kids' travel team. Dave Ross, David Ross, another one, the uh, the manager of the Chicago Cubs, who's done a, re a reasonably good job. The reason the Cubs suck has nothing to do with David Ross. It's all about the roster. The roster is terrible. Not David Ross. He had no managerial experience, just a great heritage with that team, and they elevate him to manager ahead of a whole bunch of guys who've been working in baseball for a really long time because Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer and, and the Ricketts cabal of idiots, they, <laughs> and Julie laughs when I talk about the Ricketts because I am never optimistic about the Ricketts. Uh, they felt that he was a guy who could lead them. And that's what Ursay feels about Saturday. Uh, we get our first look at the injury report today, hoping that Jonathan Taylor is healthy. If Jonathan Taylor can play, I think the Colts win on Wednesday, or on Sunday. This, of course, is Wednesday. Uh, Matt Ryan will find out where he is on, the, on the, uh, the injury report, and that's important because I think the quarterback who has the best chance to get the Colts wins is going to be the guy who winds up playing Sunday and beyond. I know Jeff Saturday said that Sam Ellinger is going to be the starter, but he hadn't even seen him. He hadn't seen him other than on tape during the two starts that he's made. He hadn't seen him play. Um, how about this? This is kind of weird. Um, Jonathan Abram 
First round pick in 2019, safety for the Raiders, who started the first eight games this year, he's gone. He's been waived. So uh, there's a hole at safety, and it, why was he waived? He had the second highest complete, completion percentage against of any player, any defensive player in the NFL with over 1,000 snaps in his career, 70.7%. Uh, for those of you keeping track at home, Desmond King, number one, he's with the Texans now, 71.7. The Colts, like I said, 27th in power rankings. Uh, Raiders, 28th. Steelers, 29th. He, uh, the Houston Texans, 32nd. All others that the Colts play in the top 15 in power rankings. Not necessarily a good thing, but hey, you got to... You want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Colts only two games out in the AFC South. Can they get that done? It's Optimism Wednesday. <laughs> There's no way in hell. You ever seen tumult like this with a football team? It can't happen. But we're still rooting for it. It's a game at a time. Chop wood, sharpen the iron with the iron. Let's go. Let's toil. Let's work. Let's compete. This team should be good enough to compete in the NFL on a weekly basis. It has not been. Uh, big, uh, you know what? Big Ten, two of the top four spots in the college football playoff slots. Um, but Ohio State and Michigan play each other, so can both stay there? Probably not. Georgia, number one. Georgia's going to win the national championship. The top 12, having a 12-team college football playoff is asinine. It is stupid. It's a money grab. It's foolish. You don't need, like, do you really need TCU to be in the college football playoff? And they are right now. But do you need them in, in order to learn that they're not going to win the national championship? It's like Cincinnati last year. They had no chance, no ability to, to win. Uh, Pacers host Denver tonight. Both have won four of their last five. Miles Turner coming off a 37-point performance. Miles Turner, his uh, points in each of his five games, uh, Pacers are five and five. He's played five. So that's 50%. Nobody does math on the fly like me. Uh, he has scored five points, 27 points, seven points, 16 points, 37 points in his five games. That's why Miles Turner is going to be traded. The Pacers know that they can't count on him night to night to do anything. Other teams are going to look at the 37 and say, look at the potential of this guy. Look what we can unlock. Uh, Purdue last night beat Milwaukee 84-53. The youth on this team with Fletcher Lawyer and Smith and Kaufman Wren and first as a sophomore, the other guy's freshman at least in eligibility, and the, uh, uh, the experienced guys like Newman and Gillis and Edie. This is an interesting team. While Indiana is favored in the Big Ten, Purdue has an opportunity uh, in the Big Ten to get some things done because that's what they do like year after year after year. And as this group matriculates through, Kaufman, Wren, and Smith, and Lawyer, and, and First, they're going to be really damn good. Uh, birthdays, let's celebrate some birthdays. Earl Lanter, happy birthday. James Johnson, Randy Turner, Terry Stanley, the great Gabe Salgado, does a terrific job covering Chicago sports. Jeff Teague, not that Jeff Teague, a different Jeff Teague. W. Michael Davidson, the great Andrea Moorhead, celebrating a birthday. Coach Mac Green, happy birthday to Kemby Footman. Uh, Chuck Goodrich, 
Brandon Wesley McAfee, and Brent Simpson. I want to tell you how to win. Thank you for the donation. I appreciate that. I want to tell you how to win a Jonathan Taylor autographed jersey. All right, this is a cool website. Go to pristineauction.com and, uh, it's, uh, and then register. And as you register, use the registration code TAYLOR with a capital T. You'll be entered to win a Jonathan Taylor autographed jersey. This is just available to you, the viewers and listeners of this channel. And, and what you did, they got 10-minute auctions, they got day auctions, they got week-long auctions, they got all kinds of auctions where you can get really good swag and not spend a whole ton of money. This is a great place to fill up your man cave with autographed swag. I loved it. I was on yesterday for like a long time, and it's terrific. Um, check out the Twitter page for a pick. It's a blue jersey. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has signed. It's beautiful. When you register, use the registration code Taylor. As a bonus, Pristine Auction is going to knock off $10 from your first winning auction. Every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Uh, upgrade your collection with signed memorabilia today. Again, pristineauction.com slash register and Taylor is the registration code you need to use to activate both the giveaway and the $10 off. It is. It's really cool. You're going to love it. We'll talk this afternoon. Who knows what's going to happen today at practice? I can't wait. And the national media kicking dirt on the Colts. You know what? Pack a lunch, pal.